0: Before I dive into this episode, ladies and gentlemen, let you know right now, we do not own the copyrights to this song playing, which is Turn Your Love Around by Mr. George Benson. I figured we get you guys in a good vibe for this conversation that we're going to have today. You're now tuned in to Walker to Walker. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Walker the Walker. I'm your man, Lou Walker. Sitting next to me is my constituent. He's also a walker himself, but we call him O.G. Joe. It's Mr. O.G. Joe. How are we feeling today, boss?
1: Hey, man, everything is good today. You're All right. Wonderful.
0: First and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to say Happy New Year. Because uh, I think our last not last show was in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. O G. What what's on tap for the day? What are we talking about?
1: Oh, we gonna we gonna talk about <clears throat> the impacts of this uh, the opioid crisis, man. Ooh, and, um, that's
0: a deep one. That's a deep
1: one. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, but before we get there, though, I I still want to push um, voting voting. Okay. To the point. Voting. You know, we got a big uh um voting block coming up in November, I believe. Yep, yep. Yeah, we got to put another guy in the White House.
0: Yeah. Um, Wait, did did Biden do his eight or is this this is chance for eight?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's he's well, he's on number This is his
0: His 4. four? All, All right, right cool. Yeah. Well, this is technically 12. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, technically
1: (laughs) 12, you know. But the guy, he been in there, man, all of his life for the most part, you know, 50 years in politics, man. Right.
0: Well, shout out to Biden,
1: man. Yeah, 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 for whatever it's worth, you know, and we know we got just as many people love him as there are ones that hates him.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, for those that dislike him and and you have valid reasons for that matter, just please keep in mind that our president's in his eighties. You know, our parents
1: in their eighties weren't the
0: best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, gotta understand it. Gotta understand it. I'm just saying.
1: But but I, I I'd like to point out on that on that note, though, it doesn't matter how old the president is. Okay. What's vital here is the people around him.
0: Okay. I like that. I like that.
1: Because they're the ones that are the trailblazers. Mm Mm-hmm. The successors. Yeah, yeah. And he's vetoing the things that he don't like, you know, and and approving those things that he, he like. Okay. You know, so when you think about, the presidency you know you i mean the guy can still read he can do his teleprompter mm. you know and, and that's any one of those guys you know as long as you stay on script you're safe right you know
0: you know i, I you know i don't have a, a a like or dislike for you know biden biden is just my president and i respect everything that he has done i really i even respect the fact that he he doesn't He's not one of those presidents that sit home, right, yeah, right? He's one of those presidents on his off time. He's spending time with his fam. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's a family man. You know, these are these are ass, assets that you know we would want to kind of dive into instead of looking at all of his hiccups or the the disagreements on the bills he passed. However, I do disagree with the bill passed where you don't need a warrant to recover don't know, knock. Yeah, no knock, you know, all of the jazz. I don't I don't I don't like that so much because I feel like you need probable cause and some cops would have a convoluted thought process right that would let them believe that there's probable cause, but not through the eyes of the judge. And I don't I don't really I don't I don't approve of it. Only because say they do bust through my door and I gotta sit in jail for the weekend all for the judge to feel like this wasn't warranted, so that I just lost three days. Right. That right. they're not gonna pay me back. No. You know what I mean? So I can I can choose to go do a wrongful arrest suit, in which y'all'll settle. Yeah. In which I still ain't gonna give me my three days back. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's it's a it's a crazy world,
1: man. I just, it kind of it it is. It really is. But but here's what what I you know want to push across. You know we're getting ready for a presidential campaign. Okay. Okay. And so those of you that are not registered to vote,
0: you should get registered.
1: You should you should be on your way um, to your um, tax collector's office or wherever you register mm-hmm. to vote. Right. You know. Um, so here's here's the thing. We don't advocate. Uh, who to vote for? we're We're not sitting here saying vote for Biden or vote for Nikki or Trump, whoever the front runner for the GOP is going to be. right. We don't push it that way. But what I will suggest to you is to study the behavior of your candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, see what this person uh, has done are proposing to do,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, have a little bit of knowledge of who you're voting for. You know, is it something that you endorse, you know, whether it's Democrat or or, or Republican? Mm. You know, whatever they're campaigning on, do you agree with it? So let's just take for an example, one candidate is for abortion, a women's right to choose, and the other candidate opposes that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what side do you stand on? Mm. Do you think that women should have a right to choose an abortion, or do you think that abortion should be outlawed? Mm. You know, so these are the kind of things that you know one of many that you should uh, pay close attention to when it's coming. You know, time for you to vote
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. The last thing I wanted to mention about this. Before
0: you break into that, can I interject real quick? Sure. Because I also want them to know, you know, don't focus too hard on what party to choose until you know how you view your country. Right. Don't, don't go Democrat because your family's Democrat. Don't go Republican because your family's Republican. Because... Sad to say it in this in this in this uh, in this in this way, but we're the future. Whoever was before us that made Republican or made the family, you know, they're they've already ran their course in a sense. It's our future. We have to decide where how we want our Americas to be, and regardless of if you feel like your vote don't matter, it really does.
1: And 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 to that point, now let's mm-hmm. let's also look at the image that your candidate projects to the world. Right. You know, that's, so that's what we've, uh, We've gotten away from those moral fibers that mm. America once stood strongly on
0: because believe it or not on that ballot you got more than one Republican, you got more than one Democrat and then you got that Green Party party. I love them yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly <laughs> but so, um,
0: but yes uh, to your point yeah you know think about the think about the reputation your your the morality
1: your, of it all
0: right what is your candidate willing to do are you willing to do the same things that those candidates you know if you if you understand and you're on board with half of their decisions then that's your guy yeah or your gal you know whoever's running you know and if you don't agree then you know that might not be your party
1: you know it's but one thing, one thing I like to point out, okay, and and I and I need for this to resonate with every young potential voter, okay, okay. Reflect back to your um, younger years when the bully walked in the classrooms mm-hmm. and the bullies walked on the school campus. Mm-hmm. You know, was that guy good for the image of the school? Right. You see, so when you got to a a candidate that's out calling people names, you know, and, and just really making ugly comments about people, do you want that person to represent the United States of America? Right. You know. That's a
0: million dollar No question.
1: name calling.
0: No, nah, we ain't dropping names. No name calling. Except for Biden's. Shout out, Biden. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, President Biden, you... Uh, it, it has done a great deal of, uh, services for the, uh, United States. And over uh, your
0: years, over yeah. your career oh. years, it's not even speaking presidential Current. terms, right? We're talking just your career in, in politics. So where we to go?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we want to leave that there, get down there, get registered to vote, mm. uh, and do, your, do a little bit of research on the candidates. Make mm-hmm. sure that that's the party that you want to be affiliated.
0: They put these debates on TV for a reason.
1: Right, right. Listen to the folk, you know. Um, some good, some not so good. But nevertheless, it's all we have to offer.
0: And don't get discouraged about some of the terminologies and some of those things. Because eventually, the more you research, the more you get involved with it, you know, the more you'll understand it. And then the more that you'll be able to make a conscious decision.
1: And to to cap it all off, talk to we like to say, if you don't vote, you can't complain. There you go. So
0: um, don't cry about change if you ain't (laughs) voting. Hey, (laughs) you
1: can't can't change if you don't vote. Mm -hmm. So, but um, we're gonna we're gonna look back because I'm I'm kind of disturbed. Uh, a bit about the uh the drugs and the war on drugs in America, okay you know and it's it's just really um going somewhere I don't know if we don't intervene mm-hmm. as a society um we're all going to be wiped out mm-hmm. because of uh, prescription drugs, as well as non-prescription, non-prescription I drugs. Got I got you. I got you. Know, you. So, but then so if you,
0: what, <clears throat> I don't mean to cut you off. But where do you draw the line between prescri- prescription and non-prescription?
1: Well, <clears throat> I, I think the line is 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 quite clear. Okay. You know, when you think in terms of prescription drugs, of course you go and your doctor prescribes these things for you. Okay. Now. Uh, prescription drugs can also become an illegal substance, right? If you weren't prescribed that drug, exactly. Yeah. That's
0: why I said, "Well, where do you draw yeah. the line?"
1: Yeah. So the line is 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 actually clear, um, but before we get right there, okay, let me back up because I want to I want to look back at. One of the problems in uh, America had for many years, and that was with alcohol.
0: Okay. And you know, You're talking ac- about, like, the Prohibition days?
1: And- yeah. You know, alcohol was lethal, and it still is. Right. You know, um, but back in the days, you know, uh, during pro- Prohibition, um, it became uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were were bootlegging and, and had these illegal steals and, you know. But even through those years, you know, the federal government stepped up. Yeah. They stepped up to shut them down. Right. You know. And so <clears throat> they have um, years where alcohol wasn't uh, being... Um, well, advertised.
0: I got you. Okay. You know,
1: you couldn't speak of alcohol on on radio. You couldn't speak of alcohol on TV. TV. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there were huge campaigns anti-alcohol. Okay, rhetorics. You know, where everywhere you would you would drive to, you see these big billboards first before they were anti. Mm-hmm. They were bolstered yeah. and, you know you had these big billboards on on your main thoroughways, you know, you know drink um, I don't know you call one whatever alcohol you know China Walker Red or Kentucky bourbon or whatever you know mm. but there were there were many of these billboards all up and down the 3,000 miles of of interstate highways you okay know? and so that carried on for a good number of years until we got to i don't know maybe the 30s 36 you know um 13 years after that you mm-hmm. know then we start seeing you know the shutdown you know where people couldn't advertise their their alcohol all right you know um in a lot of your anti alcohol campaigns because alcohol was really the number one killer for, for many, many, many years. Right. You know, drinking and driving. You know, they pushed, you know, pushed that for a number of years. You know, don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. But uh, until, you know, we've really got an upper hand on it. Right. You know, people kind of adhere to, you know, to the law for the most part, you know, Except for the bootleggers. yeah, well, the bootleggers, you know, they still, you got bootleggers mm-hmm. and you still got people that drinking and driving, but then you go from, you know, the number one killer in your society, alcohol mm-hmm. was the number one killer in your society for, for a good number of years. Right. And it depends on what research, I always say this, depend on what research you are reading you know, the years will vary.
0: Right. Okay. You know.
1: So and that brings us uh, up to today. Okay. You know, where alcohol hasn't taken a back seat, but is not considered number one number one as, as much as it was, you know, in earlier years. I'm with you. And so so you know liquor ban from TVs you know we're talking the beginning in 1948 okay you know and then it goes radio in 36 3 years after that you know um 13 years long prohibition okay you know so we know the impact that alcohol had on society right but we also know the benefits that it was bringing for the government. Right. Because, you know, <laughs> they're getting revenue from it. You know, mm-hmm. you had to pay your taxes for that stuff. Right. Partnership for Drug-Free America. Now, this is uh, where I really get disturbed mm. because we have all of these drugs that are killing people. Right. legal. And illegal, right? You see, we look at when you look at your 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 networks. You got major TV networks, you know, where they're collecting billions of dollars every year uh, to campaign against various drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you got cable networks that are also collecting funds for it. And then you got the radio networks, newspaper magazines and your medical journals. You know, all these people have been collecting monies and donations to fight these drugs. Mm-hmm. But what came out of that was in 1971, when uh, President Richard Nixon gave birth to the DNA. Mm-hmm. DEA, your drug enforcement agencies. Mm-hmm. That was born, the birth of that organization. So what was the what was the the gist of that organization? Of course, you know what DEA does, you know, they going out here and try to um put an end to all the drugs, but then they ended up still from a billion dollars a year to a 34 billion is where we are now fighting this thing. Hey. You know, and um, so with that much money, now we're saying, again, it depends on what research you use. The U.S. has spent over 1 trillion with a T Mm. fighting the war on drugs. Okay. It's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. That's just one, that's just a wage, one fight, you know, against drugs. And again, you know, since Richard Nixon led the, uh, the creation of the DEA, you know, then it's, it's kind of funny too, man, because now here we are today. Okay. And we're looking at the state of Oregon. Oregon wants to decriminalize the possession of any Small amount of drugs. Really small amount? Any drug. Small amount of any drugs. They want to decriminalize that. Okay. Now, go figure.
0: So, in other words, if I'm sitting here with, you know.
1: Cocaine. Not even,
0: I don't even want to go that far. It's just like, I guess they would. They, I'm trying to see it from their side. Like a person getting stopped and he has like a half of a a pill and a half of Xanax. You know maybe that should be decriminalized or whatever the case, or he has like a prescription bottles, like 50 tab worth or whatever the case. I I don't really know the weight when it comes to pills. I've never been a pill popper, but, you know, just, I guess they want to try to say that that's nothing, but you can't say that it's not nothing. Can you?
1: No, No. I mean, you got any substance that you're carrying in your possession okay. that has the potential to kill you okay. cannot be considered nothing. Okay, you know, I mean, that's just that's but my opinion about that. Is there any drugs out there that can't kill you? Well, any of them can kill you. No,
0: that's right. that's why I. Would
1: any be. of them, but but see, then you you know they're classified. Yeah, you know some drugs are you know here we talk about you know being legal. Right. You know, you get a prescription of some opioid. Mm. You know, that's legal. You know, but the misuse, the abuse of it. Right. You know, the overdose, you know, that's when it becomes new, an illegal when it's transferred to a person that doesn't have the prescription for it. Mm-hmm. You know, then it becomes an illegal substance for you. Right. You know, or for me, if I I haven't received a prescription for it.
0: But then how do we,
1: how do we, how do you propose we, we monitor such such activity? Well, I used to think, I used to think that, you know, if you're caught with the possession, with, you know, in possession of any of these substances, you know, let's go ahead and Give you some time in in the brig. Let's go ahead and arrest this guy. Okay. You know because here here's <clears throat> here's the way I, I look at it. You know back in in the early seventies, you know marijuana was prevalent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you were caught with any amount of marijuana, you was always going to be charged with the possession and the and the with the intent to mm-hmm. distribute. Right. You know, so um, that doesn't go away. Right. If you're caught with Xanax, I don't know, you know, if you care more than a prescription bottle of Xanax. Right. Then uh, I guess you would be considered, you know, with the intent to distribute, Mm-hmm. you know. Um,
0: but I mean, how do you determine intent? I mean, I could just have an excessive
1: amount of Xanax. Why would you have an excessive amount? Because the prescription bottle say you should it should be ten pills in the bottle, and mm-hmm. you got a bottle with fifty in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I
0: might need to. You know, <laughs> no, I might I might need <laughs> I might need to extend that a few days.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and and that's one way. That's one way to sort of uh, determine intent. Because, right. you know, when you when you caught a guy in the early parts of the marijuana episodes, you know, a guy would walk around with what they used to call an ounce or a lid, right. you know, of marijuana.
0: Right.
1: Okay, so that would be considered for personal use. But if you're walking around with a kilo or a pound of this stuff, you know, then you're considered to, to be at the point of uh, – distribution you know you're gonna sell so that's how you one way that they would consider um but then the intent but then
0: i still think that's vague because who
1: would buy a pound of marijuana for personal use
0: i mean a person that wants to go the entire six months without (laughs) buying again (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> you know, but, but, but you got you got habitual users that, that buy that buy by the kilo that literally smoke that kilo by themselves.
1: You You do have those. But then why would you be riding around with a kilo of marijuana in your car?
0: I mean, the, nah. there's only one occasion where that transporting. You just bought it. I just bought it, and I'm taking it from wherever I got it from to home. To home. That's, That's the what? only time.
1: That's guess what? Hmm. You just left the liquor store. Mm-hmm. You're driving home with the you know a bottle of beer drinking. Okay, so, so to drinking that drinking and so, driving. So to that knowledge. Okay.
0: Okay, I get a kilo, and it's and it's zip up. I haven't even unsealed it. Like the wrap mm-hmm. is still on that bad boy versus if you pull me over with that alcohol bottle and I don't open that bottle, you can't you can't fault me or, or charge me on anything.
1: Except for with the marijuana, you know, it was always considered illegal. Right. To possess. Period.
0: Right. But yeah. if I have a medical card because now, that's the that's the that's today. That's the blocker today. That's the day. Right.
1: That's today. So if you have a medical card then and you're in transport you know from the dispensary to your home hmm. you know then you're you you have a uh, legitimate excuse for why you have this stuff in your car you know but
0: now that same person could be intending to sell e- exactly <laughs> exactly
1: but but you also have the possibility that I'm not that you're not, right? And that's 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 the legal possibility because you just say, "Hey, I left the dispensary." You can go check, you know. Nah, they can I gotta
0: go check. Show no, me the receipt. Just,
1: well, there you go. <laughs>
0: Where did you purchase? What yeah, time did you there purchase? You go,
1: there you go. So, and then
0: you go from there.
1: <clears throat> but 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 back to this back to this this um these illegal drugs. Okay. Now I how. Can a city or a state see that the country is in an epidemic of drug overdoses? Okay. And you vow to decriminalize. And it says decriminalize the possession of any small amount of drugs. Hmm any small amount how you gonna
0: so it's not a crime to have a dime bag versus having a kilo well that don't make no sense because oregon state because coke is coke coke is coke coke is coke i don't give a damn if it's a dime bag or half a gram or a whole kilo yeah right coke is coke
1: right either you're gonna catch this charge or you're gonna tell me where you got it from so exactly exactly so you're going to you're gonna catch the charge anyway. But what they were trying, to <clears throat> excuse me, in the 80s and the 90s, the feds' drug policy were to criminalize drug use for black and brown people. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. specific.
1: Yeah, yeah. 80s and the 90s. Rather peculiar. 80s and the 90s. Well, you, you, you know, and when you look at this thing a little deeper, Mm-hmm. You will learn that today, with the current opioid epidemic, okay, has taken a drastic turn toward a public health a uh, uh, public health crisis. Okay. So now, you know, black and brown people, mm. you know, you're still being charged. Uh, for illegal drugs mm. and and this is and, and listen, I don't want you to think that this is a a racial front here mm. on our behalf we're just speaking of the facts as as it's been written right the whites are caught with these same drugs, but they're given rehabilitation mm-hmm. Black and browns are being incarcerated Mm-hmm. How do you square that? And so <clears throat> we go. We go again with um, these clinics, methadone clinics, okay, uh, where you know safe houses as they're called in in, in a few states, mm-hmm. you know, where you can go in and shoot up. You know, I mean, it had gotten so bad with the overdoses and. Um, people affecting, you know, um, hepatitis, you know, they was coming up with AIDS from sharing needles. Okay. You know, so how did they approach that? I mean, now, it wasn't bad enough that they're actually doing illegal drugs. Now, we're going to enable them more so by giving them clean syringes and a place to come in and shoot up every day. Right. Right. How does that help the drug
0: epidemic? I remember that too. Like I, I sat there and I said, "So we're we're just gonna we're gonna build a, a, a we're gonna create a building for these guys to do the drugs in peace." Yeah. No, no, no jail time. No jail. time. No question about where they get it. No from. question. Just gotta. Hey, I got some heroin. I need a box.
1: Bye. But but look, here here's a stipulation they put on. Okay, using a safe house. You can't come in there with your own drugs and share it with someone that's there. Oh, yeah. Every person has to bring their own. So it's B-Y-O-D. (laughs) Yeah, bring your own (laughs) drugs. And I thought, I mean, you know, we we laugh about it, but why? See, this is what they were doing to the black and brown people. Mm. For them... To rehabilitate themselves, they are incarcerated,
0: right we got to sit in jail and doing an the media detox right, gotcha.
1: but now the white people in the, the, in in the article specifically stated that the white people are getting um treatment and and will find out that the methadone was a treatment against these opioids. And it's another one that's called buprenorphine. Buprenorphine? Buprenorphine. Okay. You know, this was another. Now, people that are doing fentanyl, you know, when when these white people go in for treatment, this is what they use to bring them down off. The opioids. Okay. You know. But the black people doing this stuff, they go to jail and they just have to fight the the struggle mm. of detoxifying the bodies, mm. you know. So, yeah, that, that is kind of uh, peculiar, you know. So, my thing is, we have all of the television ads, all the radio commercials mm-hmm. about, you know drugs, doing drugs. But where do you find the drug users? Do you find them in front of a television? <laughs> or do you find them out on the street?
0: It's kind of funny you mentioned it like that because it's like the, the actual drug users are not watching the TV. They're not
1: watching TV. So who?
0: Why are you advertising it?
1: <laughs> and, and And here again, they're not... Many passengers. Mm-hmm. You know these guys are out on the street. So you walk down the street, you see zero um, ads mm-hmm. of anti-drug.
0: No billboards.
1: No billboards. These guys need this stuff. Need to be right in there. Their eye lines. Their lines at all times, man, you know, and in, in, in so that we can bring the, you want them to become, you know, you want to instill the awareness. Right. But you're putting it in a place where they're not associating themselves, you know, so.
0: They really, are just kind of selling it, <laughs>
1: well, selling I, it to the non-users. Well, I I think what's really happening here, you see, so we see the the big farmer, you know, they were giving back billions of dollars to these people that was addicted to the opioids Mm -hmm. for their treatments. Right. You know, but the black and brown people, according to the article, they weren't receiving the same treatment. Right. You know, what were they getting? They were getting incarcerated, you know. So, so that's where this thing runs off the run off the track. You know, if we go into to treat one group of people a certain way, we need to treat them all the same. I agree. You know, but my heart still say, if you're out doing illegal drugs, mm-hmm. you get busted for it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we ain't taking you to no treatment center, you know. We're gonna lock you up and treat you from there. Right. But there's some time to serve for doing illegal drugs, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what uh, one of the things that our society is kind of closing their eyes to. And that's and that's all, you know, your cocaine,s your morphines, oxycodons, you know, all of these prescription drugs
0: mm-hmm.
1: that are becoming illegal substance because you are out here doing them and you don't have... Yeah, this the prescription to do so. Yeah, to do it, man. And, 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 and they're just, they're painkillers. And they're, at the end of the day, I mean,
0: to stop the war on terror, shouldn't we say something about the insurance? Because a lot of these guys that do illegally obtain these drugs... Are those that obviously can't afford health insurance, which is why they're buying it off the streets or whatever the case. And it's like, yo,
1: I can't be charging an arm and a leg. But but see, when it's on the street, it's not being used for its prescribed purpose. Mm. You know, it was a painkiller originally. And a lot of people still use it for that. Yeah. Just but, but 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 they they become addicted to it because of the uh the effectiveness it mm. gives you you know a high a feeling of euphoria or something you know um, i i don't pop <laughs> i don't I, I don't either but you know according to the articles you know yeah. it 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 puts them in a in a state of euphoria you know as you know Back in the days, it would have been barbiturates. Yeah. You know, so now we're at the point where, you know, your street drug of choice, heroin or fentanyl. Mm hmm. You know, so. that's the biggie right there. Yeah. And fentanyl? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you only get one. I don't think you get but one shot with that. <sighs> you know. People are dealing on that thing left and right. Yeah, yeah. man. That's what I say, you know. Um, you survive it once and
0: never again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. It's just it's, it's crazy because you have those that 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 take it once and it did wonders, and then think, "Hey, I'll take it again. Maybe I'll try a little bit more." And then that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then it's lights out.
1: Yeah, lights out.
0: You know, and it's crazy because. You can't really you can't really get a hold on where it originated. You can't really get a hold on where it's coming from.
1: I realize that we're trying to recreate it. Well, according to, you know, the the federal government, you know, a lot of this stuff is coming from from China by way of Mexico. You know, a lot of the additives that they're using to, to, to make this stuff. Right. Particularly the uh, the fentanyl. You know, uh, in fact, I think um, President Biden has already been talking with Chi in in China about cracking down on this stuff that are some of the compounds that are used to make this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so it's just a matter of... of People in America. See, here's where here's where I really, really, really bothers me. Okay. Because when we take all of the and and, and and every time I say white people, it make I don't want you to think it's a racial thing. I mean, you know,
0: but it really gotta, depends on when the viewer picks up on it.
1: Well, well, <laughs> well, well. I just want them to understand that. There's again, a divide. Ladies,
0: ladies and gentlemen, we're not racist. We're not trying to say that white people hate black people. We're just saying there's a difference in
1: the treatment, in
0: the treatments between the Afro-Can black and
1: the the white. Right, right, right. So when I say that, I don't want you to think that oh, you know. But here, what we're seeing is the cost of for the treatments for. The white people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, is being, that bill is being um, paid by consumers. Right. You know, we have to foot the bill for their treatments. And then you look at the incarceration numbers, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they're out of the roof. Eh? At yeah, some point, is. they were saying like... Um, 90 now of everybody that's incarcerated for drugs are black and brown people. Yeah. That's a huge number.
0: It's a huge number.
1: You know, and, and so when you think about the cost that is being shared to the taxpayers, you know, for something that we derive no pleasure from, no benefits from it. Why are we entering the war on drugs by not having these people to accept the responsibilities of doing drugs? Right. Why are you making your taxpayers pay for their ignorance? I honestly
0: feel like this should be a statute on time frame of use. You know, if you can, if you can go back 90, uh, you can go six months back on someone's hair. You okay. know, you should be able to, you should be able to. That's a
1: lifetime.
0: You know, for some for some machines, you know. But if you want to take it that far back, you know, you can identify the person that, that got busted, pull a hair sample. Let's take a look at how long they've been on this drug. If they've been on this drug for longer than, you know, three weeks. <laughs> you got jail time. You knew, baby. You know. You knew, baby. You know. <laughs> but. If you're talking about you know, oh you you know you've been popping it for maybe two weeks and you don't know what to do, you know, and this, that, and the third, then obviously you know, and and also taking effect to uh, taking into the consideration of did you go to the hospital to get these, you know, doctor prescribed pills, you know, if if they're doctor prescribed and you've been on them for two weeks, all right, then there's a legitimate. We have no reason to arrest. However, if you have not been to the doctor in six years but yet you have a, a capsule filled with like 20 pills, and then I can run your hair sample, seeing you've been popping these things for two weeks, and I know you've been using them illegally. So then at this point, now we can say, you know, you've only been on them for two weeks. We can give you some treatment, mm-hmm. wean you off, get you back on the, on the up and up. But if you're talking about somebody that's been on them for six months yeah, that's a person that's a he's a habitual user, right? And an abuser. So maybe this person does need to do time. Maybe he does need to sit in there and 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 get the the, the minor treatment for the detox more yeah. so than you know the the the, the privileges that are but, handed yeah, out on, on to multiple a, occasions
1: to, a, to an educated mind. Okay, so you have a surgery. All right. Of any kind, okay. And you're 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 experiencing some some excruciating pain, okay, okay. After the surgery, you're experiencing, you know, healing pains. As a lot of doctors call it, okay. So we, you know, and they obviously don't know your pain level. They'll ask you, are you experiencing? Uh, Pain between a one and a 10. Right. You know, and they've given you some opioids while you're there, you know, to try to keep you from, you know, feeling the the effects of the surgery after surgery. Right. So then you tell them, oh, God, you know, it's still like a 10, because now you have had these opioids in your system and you know how it made you oozy and you like that. Right. So now you're starting to heal. As your wounds began to heal, seemed like to me that your doctor should be saying, okay, according to medical science, you shouldn't be feeling pain levels so intense. So instead of giving you you know, an oxycodone, we're going to give you, you know, a, a morphine. I mean, a, a Motrin or something, mm-hmm. you know, because your pain should be subsiding as well. Right. You know, and not let your patient tell you that you're they're feeling, you know, intense pain still, you know. But nevertheless, you know, they write them that script. Yeah, they do. You know, you go get a feel. And in some of the pharmacies, um, I've learned that they can only distribute an X number of oxycodone mm. um, peels. Okay, so after I, is they, that,
0: per person or just
1: well, they they're they're given, you know, for their region. Hmm. You know, they're given in in,
0: in and, and, okay, uh, undisclosed amount, but yeah. It's a yeah. certain amount that you Right.
1: Can, so once they once they feel the scripts for all of those, they're out of they out of them, them for a period. It right, God, right. You know.
0: Otherwise they're gonna be meeting the board.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part. But but oh. but still, yeah, okay, I'm getting ready to. So uh, even at that point, I, I still think that, you know, the doctors need to really say, hey, look, take this. This is less, um, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? I can't say less effective, but your possibility. It's a lighter dose. Yeah, yeah. Your, your your possibility of getting hooked on this is. It's very
0: minuscule. Yeah,
1: you know, so. But still, by the same token, I think that. You know, we've invested so much money into these, um, into the war against drugs, and we have not impacted it enough to to pay for the cause. Uh, you know, so
0: it's not enough attention to it. I give you that. There's not enough eyes. There's not enough concern as it is with legalizing marijuana, or you know, at the ground
1: level. You know what I mean? You you know, we're talking... See, the people that are overdosing on this stuff, they're not these people that, you know, making millions of dollars a year. No. That's these guys on the street, man. Look, let's put these billboard ads in their face. You know, let's cut it off at the root. This is where it's happening at down here.
0: Well, maybe it's happening up there.
1: You got to think about it.
0: You know... Not to not to name drop or anything like that, but we did have a a a scandal, if you will, with the White House finding, you know, an undisclosed amount of cocaine okay. in, the, in in their in their in their White House. So it's like, well, maybe these commercials might not be for the drug addicts that are walking the block. This might be for those high end CEOs, CFOs, you know.
1: Execs,
0: execs that just happen to just get a little too much. Yeah, seem but to do a little too much.
1: Yeah, you know but what I mean? but look, man, people don't OD as frequently on cocaine. I mean, you know, you got to snort, you know, to your. You know, your brain is. Frozen. Unless
0: they're mixing it with the fentanyl, because do you have people huh? that are ODing that's, off of the cocaine mixed with that fentanyl versus so, pure cocaine?
1: Yeah, so they're not actually ODing off the cocaine at that point. They're ODing off of the fentanyl that's laced. You know, because, I mean, we've been doing cocaine in our society forever. Yeah. You know, and you're <laughs> hearing about people OD'ing, oh he OD'd off of cocaine. Well, you got one or two that tried to suck up the whole country, you know. What I mean? <laughs> like like Al Pacino. I it <laughs> you know. Yeah, I give it just <laughs> <laughs> you. know, but my man was really in the oh shout out my to bro.
0: I don't know if that was real coke or not, but no, I tell I tell you what, he boy. Lasted whole he last that He had that damn thing. He had that damn thing all the <laughs> in no, Oh boy. my god.
1: That's, <laughs> God, man, he just, I mean, he got so bad where he stopped using the straw. He just put his nose. Right,
0: out. just face diving that thing. Like, goodness, he stopped putting it in the little capsule. He just has a little pile of coke just sitting on he the said, desk. <laughs> this nigga's face out. <laughs>
1: I bet mean, his whole face was numb, man. i he feeling nothing, boy.
0: I'll tell you what. No, but that's, that, you know, you got something there. Because you never hear about people ODing on coke. You never hear yeah, anybody yeah. ODing on marijuana. You don't hear anybody ODing on those type of
1: things. Because when coke was really prevalent, I mean, it, not that it's not now, but when it was really prevalent, it wasn't one of those um, chemicals or substance that, you know, you can easily afford at street level. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you. Most people didn't do coke because they couldn't afford to buy it. Huge,
0: you, you know. And, <laughs> Expensive habit for sure.
1: Yeah, and and those that could get it, you know, it was not available in in all markets.
0: Not in all markets, right? Because yeah. you got those that sold weed. So yeah. Those that yeah. sold coke. Yeah. And the ones that sold coke, they sold coke to certain people. Yeah. You couldn't yeah. you? Couldn't you? Couldn't buy you? Couldn't buy coke over of it. And the fact that you are in today's time and you're actually Able to buy coke from just any old body that should tell you that there's something in it that shouldn't be in it, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I like how they, they say when they speak of uh cocaine, they actually speak of uh rock cocaine,
0: oh, crack, rock cocaine,
1: crack, yeah, crack cocaine, mm-hmm. you know, because cocaine used to it just was all powder. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and, and then they, they start figure
0: out how to crystallize
1: it. And cook it up and make it turn out pretty yellow, gold color. And it's, but at any rate, so listen, folk, I, I, I submit to you. Okay. Um, doing drugs is a bad thing to do. Period. Doing drugs is a bad thing to do. If you need help... Uh, there are drug hotlines all over the country. Okay, um, reach out to your to your. Um, I'm sure you have a pastor, but reach out to, you know, one of your community friends if you need help to get off this stuff, man. Because it's killing, and it's killing at a as exponential number of folks daily. You know, so um, let's take it back to the 70s. Just say no to drugs. (laughs) I dare to be different. Yeah, I dare to be different. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, though, remember when you do drugs, your whole family does the drugs with you because it impacts your entire family.
0: That's deep. So if you
1: want to take your family down with you, Stay on it. If you want to keep your family safe, say no to drugs.
0: Nah, that's that's deep. That's deep right there.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, you're not the only one doing them when you're doing them drugs, man.
0: Nah, man.
1: Because when you OD, now mom and daddy, wife, children, you know, everybody... Has to convulge
0: Yeah, no, you're right.
1: Yeah, we, you know, so. It
0: doesn't just affect you, it affects the people around you.
1: Yeah, the whole fam, man. It you also
0: know? affects how they treat you.
1: Yep, that part. And then what they. Isolation. And
0: that what that a lot part. of people don't realize is it's not more than how they treat you, but how you perceive how you're being treated. The drugs oftentimes give you convoluted stories to uh, let you believe they that you. that that lets you believe that you're alone. Yeah, yeah. And that's not the case. They don't want you on it. You don't need to be on it. I've never seen somebody make a million dollars off of heroin. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've never heard of a single person making billions of dollars taking heroin, fentanyl, or any of those. Dro- I've never seen somebody make it while taking. I've seen
1: them
0: make it, then take it. But I've never seen them make it while taken so come on now let's
1: let's what end of the spectrum do you want to be on there you go you know
0: and if you hate it just as much as we hate it man like OG said earlier man vote get registered to vote then they just aren't they working on trying to get the inmates or the, the ex their yeah. their rights to yeah. vote back yeah. again listen man yeah. this is our time it's our season get out there and vote. Let's get off these opioids, let's get off this cocaine, let's get off these fentanyls, let's get off the marijuana. Hey, don't do that but make us sit down, no way. And when we sit down, what we not doing? Making money.
1: We ain't making nothing. We staying
0: broke. No, we got to get off of the stuff too, man. I'm your man, Lou Walker. To my left is the OG. You were tuned in to Walker the Walker. Y'all stay blessed out there.
1: Come on, Mama. <laughs>